Hi, I'm Chris Kepler, and welcome to Does This Happen to You? I'm an actor, voice actor, audiobook narrator, and writer. I love reading, pondering, and sharing humorous stories about the freakish things that happen in everyday life. That's why this podcast features funny stories from fantastic writers about our daily aberrations, a micro-audio book about life and befuddlement just for you. Our stories this week are from Tommy Nance, host and producer of the OK Boomer podcast. I had a blast guesting on his show a few months back. Check it out. Before we get started, here's another unique podcast listening experience. I'm Jackie Moranti, and I produce a podcast called Cause of Death, 100 Seconds to Midnight. Have you ever read or watched any post-apocalyptic fiction? Were you one of the first people to see The Road or I Am Legend when they came out? Do you wonder if those things could really happen? Could the world as we know it be toppled by a disease, a global crisis, or a natural disaster? I assure you that it could. My show talks about the precursors to apocalyptic events. I like to call it pre-apocalyptic nonfiction. I talk about history and how we never learn from it. The present and how we tend to ignore every warning sign. And the future and what it will mean if we don't take care of our resources. The hands of the doomsday clock have been set at 100 seconds to midnight for three years now. Can we make the hands turn back? Cause of Death, 100 Seconds to Midnight, can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. And here is Feeding My Father. The cafeteria is littered with wheelchairs whose occupants are in various stages of decay. Delivering breakfast, dispensing meds, and doling out loud greetings, the nursing home staff gives energy to the morning. My dad seems oblivious to it all. He sits in his wheelchair, eyes shut, shoulders slumped, closed to this new world where he has spent the last few months. Always proud of his independence, he is unaccustomed to being taken care of by others. Acclimation is slow. I sit next to him, his middle-aged son, wondering what he is thinking and wondering how I can get him to eat the breakfast in front of him. A nurse approaches the table. Touching Dad, she asks, Ray, aren't you going to eat your breakfast? Stirred from his other world, Dad looks up, slowly focuses on the room around him, and shakes his head no. You have to keep up your energy, she encourages. Receiving no response, The nurse gives me a small smile, hesitates, and then moves on to offer care to another resident. I have an idea. I pick up the spoon in Dad's cereal bowl and carefully move it towards his lips. As the spoon approaches, he opens his mouth unthinkingly, like he does so often when pills are regularly offered to him, and accepts his honey nut o's. I put the spoon back in the bowl. Dad slowly chews his mouthful, swallows, and then opens his eyes. Wordlessly, he begins to finish the cereal himself 
as I choke back memories of a man who was once strong, vibrant, who for thirty years in a steel mill climbed tall cranes to repair them. Can this man next to me be the same man I played catch with, wrestled with, and who until recently bested me at golf? I am glad my spoonful offering stirred him to finish his meal. I am also sad that I have done it. You don't forget the first time you feed your father. And here is Chickens Can Fly. In doing bizarre things, my brother was always crazier than I was. Of course, he was perceived as courageous and daring, not crazy. He would walk across treacherous ice, jump from bone-jarring heights, and perform other amazing physical feats that I would eventually tackle after he proved that they weren't necessarily lethal, just crazy. One such feat he regularly enjoyed was plunging from the top of our barn to the haystack below. I had no problem watching my younger brother do butt bombers into the stack. I had no problem climbing to the top of the loft. I had a problem with letting go of solid ladder and jumping into considerably less solid atmosphere where my only option was to go down. This was just too crazy for me. My sanity came at the price of shame, the shame of my inability to do what my little brother routinely proved to be safe. The straw that almost broke my back, literally, came the day that a friend of ours, even younger than my brother, managed to leap into space and land triumphantly in the stack below. With this younger friend's success, my embarrassment was no longer confined to the relative safety of my family. Now my weakness would be carried to the outer world. The pressure to jump became unbearably crazy. I made the climb as I had many times before, knees knocking, stomach fluttering, and heart slamming against my chest. I began a prodigious struggle to free myself from the ladder. All mental energy was focused on prying my body loose from the wall of the barn. In a violent burst of energy, I managed to hurl myself outward away from the ladder. It was then that my mental energies could be turned to thoughts of how to jump. Of course, this wasn't exactly a judicious time to contemplate form, as I found myself in mid-space, horizontal, arms stretched out in Superman fashion. Onlookers later told me that I had dove head first from the top of the barn. This was a feat my brother had not attempted, a feat I should not have attempted. Striking the haystack in a dive, the force of the landing was taken by my neck, not my butt. I rolled to the bottom of the stack with a hammering throb at the base of my skull. Groggily struggling to my feet, the look on the faces of those who crowded around me told me that they didn't think I was courageous and daring. They thought I was crazy. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this story, let me know and share it with your friends. Follow me at Chris Narrates on Twitter 
or Chris K. Kepler on Facebook, or check out my website, chriskepler.com.